What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com. It is another beautiful spring evening in the dead of winter here in the Houston area. So we are probably at low to mid-70s, uh, t-shirt and short and uh, flip-flop weather, uh, walking around my neighborhood, and it's a little past 10 at night. Um, <laughs> still can't get over this. Um, it's pretty funny. Um, but, you know, I wanted to... I actually did a... Uh, a podcast um, uh, last night talking about uh, possibly setting goals for your collection when it comes to uh, you know 2022 because we are right at the doorstep and it is uh, literally just uh, you know just right there. So uh, one thing that I did talk about though was uh, possibly. Uh, going over a podcast of actually how to set goals because I know there's a lot of people out there that don't even really know how to do this. Uh, so what I was planning on doing possibly was uh, was actually sitting down in my office and actually uh, listing off things, uh, you know, the actual steps taken to uh, realize your goals. Um, and uh, instead what I'm doing is I figured, you know, I... I seem like I, it seems like I can't do a podcast without walking. So, <laughs> so what I have is I have the uh, um, the uh, website up where it lists uh, seven steps for goal setting from Zig Ziglar. Which, by the way, um, I mean Zig Ziglar. If you haven't heard of him, he was like a motivational speaker type from like the '70s and '80s, I think, for the most part. And he's written books and done all kinds of things. And uh, he. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's something that my folks instilled in me, uh, you know, to actually really kind of listen to them, pay attention to them when I was growing up. And so I employed a number of these methods when I was a kid and uh, they worked, you know, which is really cool. So the thing is, is I haven't really done too terribly good of a job uh, going by the book, so to speak, when it comes to... Uh, you know, the methods used, but I think subliminally, I, you know, kind of know in the back of my mind what to do. So it's kind of, I've kind of been, you know, using them, uh, without really knowing it, but I think this is going to help you guys, whether it's in your, uh, collections, uh, when you're building your collection or, uh, any other things in, in life, when maybe, uh, uh, getting a car or paying off credit card debt or, even, uh, you know, paying, uh, paying off your house. Uh, there are so many ways that you can use this that are uh, beneficial. So, uh, but for this podcast purpose, we are going to pretend that you and I have a goal uh, of uh, creating something magnificent, building something amazing and lasting and jaw-dropping uh, and satisfying. So uh, just for the purpose of going through the motions of each one of these examples or each one of these uh, goal setting steps with a working example. I, that's how I like to work. Uh, I like working examples because uh, if I just uh, read the skeleton, it kind of doesn't mean a whole lot to me. But when I see the rubber meeting the road, that's where things really start sticking in my brain. So I hope that's kind of the same for you, which is why I think uh, using a working example will uh, help so much. So uh, starting off, uh, I think there's seven steps, and the first uh, step is, uh, let me scroll down here, I'm actually reading these off, um, is to identify the goal. 
and that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, but one of the things that, that says at the bottom, there's like chunks of text here I'm not going to read through. Uh, I'm just going to read the titles and expand on them that way. Uh, but one of the things at the end caught my eye. It said, uh, and you should probably try and ensure that your goals are SMART. Now, SMART is a hyperlink, and it's all capitalized. So I click on it, and I thought this was inf uh, good information. Uh, to make sure that your SMART goal, uh, your goals are SMART, uh, it actually stands for something. It stands for uh, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Um, so, and you can look this up uh, on Google also, but uh, but it's like really, it's really good uh, to be able to go through these as well. Uh, you know, to start uh, make sure that you have uh, the right steps. Uh, laid out and that your goals are as they say smart uh, we won't go through each one of those but uh, I do want to go through the seven steps here the main steps of successful goal setting uh, so as I said number one is identify the goal so what you and I are going to be working on here is we're going to be working on a T206 uh, set we want to build the monster uh, T206, uh, 520 cards, so we're not gonna be adding in uh, the Wagner, the McGee, uh, the Doyle, or the Plank, but because uh, that's, I think, 99% of all the sets out there are 520 instead of 524, uh, for obvious reasons, um, but uh, 520, so that's what the goal is. Number two, list the benefits, um, so, uh, you know, that's obviously self-explanatory also. Like what benefit would it be to build this thing? So number one, you could say, you know, this, this, this is gonna be a, a monumental feat. First of all, just the, the street cred that I have for being able to show people I've got the T206 set. You know, how incredible is that? And so we gotta, you know, talk about uh, the cards are amazing in the set. There's obviously a ton of incredible star power in the set and also like a ton of cards that a lot of people have not heard of but the top 16 uh are the stars of the show that most people are going to want to see so you have i'm going to try to remember them off the top of my head i know there's four different ty cobbs uh there's uh two different cy youngs there's two different uh walter johnson's that's half of it right there right so there's eight um i think there are three christy matthewson's it's 11. Uh, there's three Napoleon Lajeways. Uh, that's a 14. And maybe there's four Lajeways. Let me see. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember them in my head. Uh, unless I missed one of the other guys. But so because that's 14. And then 15 Tris Speaker. Um, I feel like I'm missing one. Uh, I feel like I'm missing one. So we have the Ty Cobbs. There's four of those. Lajway. Now Lajway's got the, uh, yeah, I think he only has three. Speaker only has one. Matthewson has three. Um, we kept our cap. Uh, yeah, so there's one more out there. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I can't think of, uh, of uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. It's Cy Young. It's uh, Cy Young has three of them. I forgot about that. So, and I, I think a lot of you T206 guys out there are kind of screaming at your computer now, come on, Tanner, get it straight, get it straight. Uh, but anyway, so that's the big 16. Um, they 
are over, uh, you know, there are multiple cards, uh, most every guy, over uh, the course of Ty Cobb, Walter Johnson, Christy Mathewson, Cy Young, Napoleon Lajway, and Tris Speaker. So those are the biggies. Um, there's also two uh, other cards that are like not big players from what I recall, but they're actually kind of a big deal as far as uh, scarcity, so they cost a lot. One of them is Demet, and uh, I think I said that right, and the other one I don't remember. So, uh, but other than that, I don't want to say it's easy sailing beyond that, because guess what? You still have over 500 cards that are over 100 years old uh, to pick up at, at that point. But anyways, I digress. So the list of benefits, um, you could say like, you know, listen, it's going to give me a tremendous amount of uh, of satisfaction, kind of like uh, being able to climb the Matterhorn or something, or Mount Everest, uh, because you've slayed the monster. You know. Also, another thing would be to have a nice uh, library of the most popular set of baseball cards ever. Um, you know, that's another benefit. And let me tell you, sometimes when it comes to goal setting, when you get to this point, you might realize, you know what? Maybe it's not such a good idea. Because uh, I don't have, I can't uh, say a whole bunch of benefits uh, that are that are worth it, basically, to uh, you know, to actually pursue and sink a significant amount of time, effort, and uh, energy and money um, into this sort of thing. And that's perfectly fine. This is uh, going through these uh, these steps are going to be helpful in weeding out what's important to go after and what's not. Because sometimes we uh, tend to you know start goals or, or uh, create goals for ourselves just for the sake of creating goals, uh, which is better than no goals at all, I guess. Um, but you know, if we're, if we're doing goals, let's make it, let's, uh, let's do it right. Let's make sure that we, uh, um, uh, are going for something that's worth it, you know, that's meaningful. And so, you know, another benefit might be just, uh, you know, you'd be super excited, not just through the goal, like the end, point but the destination not just the destination but the journey and uh, I'll do a little sidebar here also uh, when it comes to goal setting uh, very key ingredient of uh, being able to uh, have the likelihood of attaining any goal is for somebody to be able to enjoy the process and I've got to say that again uh, it's important for you to be able to enjoy the process or the journey in order to have a high likelihood of, uh, of basically uh, uh, completing the goal. And what that does is that basically means it's less of a chore and it's more of an exciting thing, more of a fun thing that you wanna gravitate toward instead of away. You don't want this to be like a, like a you know, thing, especially since it's a hobby for you to go, oh man, this is so lame, I don't wanna do this. No, you wanna be excited about it. You wanna be charged up and fired up about doing uh, whatever it is. So a lot of benefits you could have there. Um, now list of obstacles to overcome. That's number three, the list of obstacles. What obstacles could, uh, be in my way of hitting 520? Uh, well, number one, uh, I would say very easily would be the money. And, uh, you know, Jay, uh, I don't remember the other guy's name. Um, but Jay Kaplan and then somebody else, uh, they do uh, something called the Monster Podcast. These guys are geniuses, absolute whizzes, and like heavy hitters when it comes to the T206 set. They've actually done a few times now 
they've cataloged how much it would probably cost uh, to complete the monster. And in like a low collectible raw grade form, which I think is brilliant, right? Because a lot of people, when they go into something like this, when it comes to T206 cards, they don't know if this is going to be a, you know, $10,000 endeavor or a million dollar endeavor. They just don't know because, uh, you know, a lot of people haven't priced out anything. Um, and it's understandable because a lot of <laughs> what a lot of collectors know of uh, about the T206 set is the Wagner and how it fetches millions of dollars and that's it. Um, you know, very few people... Uh, well, I don't want to say very few, but not many people uh, these days compared to the newer guys uh, know uh, the depth of the of the set and how beautiful it is, how amazing it is, the backs, uh, the rarities and that sort of thing. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, so, you know, one thing, you, you know, when it comes to listening to the obstacles is obviously first thing's going to be price. Uh, you know, then of course the next thing would be actually finding the cards and uh, so those are probably the two biggest uh, obstacles and uh, so that's kind of pretty easy as well so the next one number four list the skills and knowledge required so this is going to be a very very important step here uh, especially when it comes to knowledge because you really need to know what you're getting into like I said in the last step uh, Jay and, uh, and his other fellow uh, podcast co-host, they've put together a nice uh, uh, you know, list or basically example of what you can expect to pay. Um, so that's going to be very helpful because the one thing that you need to know in going forward is how much this thing is going to cost and also the knowledge of uh, what cards are rare and what they're not. Uh, you know, for instance, this, uh, this Demet card, I wouldn't have known that it was a big deal of a card. I think somebody told me that they uh, picked up a beat up version for a little over a grand. I would have never known guys like, <laughs> I just wouldn't have known. Uh, I would have thought, okay, well, it's a, that's a $30, $40, uh, <laughs> T206 card. I don't know who Demet is. Uh, but anyway, so that's uh, that's part of the knowledge that you need to acquire, uh, to go forward. To have this intimate working knowledge of what each card goes for, especially the top 16, the 16 I listed out uh, previously, and uh, you know that's uh, so that's going to be a big thing. Of course, uh, you know you do need to know all the other ins and outs because there's going to be some cards that might be uh, worth $25, others that are worth $250. You might not know why. Um, even some Hall of Famers, there's some guys in there that are Hall of Famers that you might not have even ever heard of before. But they were hot stuff back, you know, over 100 years ago. So, pricing, you know, get yourself really familiarized with pricing. Uh, the next step, number five, list the people or groups to work with. So, that's when you sit down and say, okay, listen, I want to get 520 cards. Am I going to sit on eBay? Is that the only thing I'm going to do? Uh, am I just going to be waiting for cards to pop up? You know, no. That's uh, when you have a goal, you you go deeper. You go deeper than that. And I've done podcasts on this in the past, but uh, because this is so applicable, we can talk about specific steps here. Um, and what that means is uh, you know, joining some Facebook groups, for instance, Tobacco Row, Tobacco Collectors, uh, Vintage Cards from 
1980, I think is what, what it's called. There's a handful of really great groups of like-minded collectors that have a lot of knowledge when it comes to T2S6 cards. Net54Baseball.com is another uh, you know, amazing resource, not just to gain knowledge and information, but also uh, to uh, buy, sell, and trade these old cards. Like the, the demographic is going to be a much older group, and that's where you want to be because they're going to have most of the cards. A lot of these younger, newer guys, they don't really care too terribly much about the older cards. So, like, for instance, if you want to build this T206 set, you're not going to be uh, looking in uh, blowoutforums.com necessarily. It's like, that, by the way, is one of my favorite forums, of course. But for T206 cards, probably not going to net you the most uh, uh, beneficial, desirable results when it comes to building a T206 set. So... There's a couple places that you want to work with there. You can also start building relationships with people and say, listen, I'm trying to build this monster. Can somebody help me? You might have some people that say, hey, yeah, I've got a, a hundred uh, collector grade uh, uh, T206 cards that are commons and I'm you know, willing to sell them at you know, 15 bucks each if you get all of them. Uh, that's a great start. You know, so you're all, you're all of a sudden close to 20% of the way in on the set and uh, you know, you've got $1,500 in zone or whatever. So uh, not, I'm not saying that deal exists anywhere. I'm just saying <laughs> that there's a possibility of coming up with something like that. Or maybe it's a hundred of them for 20 bucks each or 50 for 25 bucks each. I don't know. But uh, anyways, there are deals out there that will probably uh, not make themselves known on eBay, you know, which is good to be able to, do some belly-to-belly uh, -belly business on the forums, on Facebook groups, and other uh, areas of social media. Um, I think you'll find a lot of success there. Number six, uh, create an action plan. Uh, so that's going to be very helpful uh, to be able to uh, tell you, hey, we've got to start doing things. Everything's great uh, whenever you write things on paper or you, you put them in your brain and uh, and you think about them, but until you actually start acting, uh, that is, uh, that's really kind of when your goal becomes realized. And uh, the very first time you, you uh, uh, buy that first T206 that you don't have, you're on your way. You know, so the plan of action might be, you know, listen, let's get specific here. We've got all kinds of different backs of T206 cards with varying different, um, uh, uh, rarity and so you have like the the Piedmont the sweet caporal or sweet caporal I don't know exactly how to pronounce it <laughs> even you know old mill Hindu uh, I mean there's all kinds I think there's like 20 something different backs of cards and uh, there are some guys that love back rarities and they're willing to spend big money for these uh, for these off backs and so uh, you know, that's one thing that you need to work into your plan of action. Do you want to go for off backs or do you want to go for the most common backs? Uh, the most common backs being the Piedmont and Sweet Caporal uh, uh, backs. Or if you want to go another layer in, you could get, start going into the Sovereigns, the Old Mills, the, uh, you know, the Hindus. And there's, like I said, there's a bunch of others out there also. Um, but some people don't care about that. 
Um, or if you want to, you could do, uh, I think uh, polar bears are a little on the less scarce side uh, and they're probably in sovereign territory or something. If I guess, I don't think all 520 uh, have a polar bear back. So that might be a plan of action for you. I only want to go after the polar bear back ones. You know, I don't know. You know, there's just a different, you know, different uh, ways that you can do this. Uh, so plan of action also might say, I want to have, uh, get all of the commons first. I want to go after all the commons. And, you know, maybe another plan of action is uh, setting this up into chunks. Commons, semi-stars, minor hall of famers, and then the big 16. You know, I don't know. There's just a different way about going to this. Or maybe you're just going to float down and say, you know, listen, <laughs> it's wide open. I'm just going to go after what's a good deal. And so maybe that means the plan of action is you're going to spend every day looking at pricing and familiarizing yourself with the values of T206 cards. And that's really, you know, that's really a good idea too. The more knowledge that you have on this set going in uh, to it before you actually uh, start, you know, doling out money, the better of a position you're in uh, because anybody can start spending money. But you got to remember, when it comes to something like building the monster, this is a marathon, this isn't a sprint. Um, so that's your plan of action. Uh, the last step is to set the deadline for achievement. And uh, I think uh, I mentioned this last night, there's a term that was thrown around that says a, a goal without a deadline is just a dream. And so you want to be able to have a deadline. And so I think you can do this in the macro as well as in the micro. And let me tell you what I'm talking about. So you could go with this uh, set of 520 cards. You could say the deadline is going to be uh, December 31st, 2022. So basically about a year from now. What that means is you have 52 weeks in 520 cards, which is kind of fun. I never really realized that, but... Uh, so that means that you have to gain, on average, 10 new T206 cards a week. And that could be a, a big undertaking. And so what that means is uh, you track it. And so by the end of January, you should have 40 cards. Uh, into February, you should be about the 10% plus mark uh, in mid-February. And uh, so there's going to be some highs and lows. Uh, for sure, you'll have some, if you have the means to do this, you'll have some uh, weeks or months where you can add in uh, 30, 40, 50, uh, 60, 70 uh, different cards. And then, of course, there's a lot of people, by the way, that you'll get a bunch of duplication. And that's okay. There's other guys looking for these cards. The the T206s are you know highly sellable. So, uh, And you could trade with others to fill in holes for your collection as well. Uh, for your set that you try and build and then some months you might get 10 or less even and that's okay too and of course as you would expect the further down you go the line go down the line uh, the more difficult things are going to be to obtain uh, and that's typically what happens unless you sharpshoot the big guys first uh, the 16 and i've had uh, i'm trying to think how many i've had uh, in the past of the big 16 like currently right now I've got two they're my two favorites of the entire 16 which is the Cobb bad off and the Cobb green background 
in the past, I've also had the Christy Mathewson dark cap. I've got the, I had the, uh, uh, let's see, a Cy Young uh, with his glove showing, I think it was. Um, no, the, the bluish one. I don't remember exactly if, uh, which one it was with classification. The, the Walter Johnson profile one, uh, not the portrait, but the profile. I actually had, I won the portrait for uh, Walter Johnson, um, but unfortunately it kind of uh, got lost in the mail. So the auction house uh, uh, unfortunately had to uh, refund me, but uh, which is fine because I ended up getting a turkey red Walter Johnson instead, but uh, down the road with that money. But anyways, uh, then you have, I got the two different Lajuays. Um, and so I guess over the course of like three years, I've had close to half of the big 16, but you know, I only have two of the, my favorite, my two favorite of the 16 right now. Uh, but you know, so they're obtainable, you know, it's not like they are old judge cards where if you're, uh, shooting for one specific card of old judge, you might, you know, be up a creek because there might only be a few of them out there. Uh, a lot of these T206 cards, the grading, the pop uh, for PSA for all T206 cards is over a quarter of a million. You know, so they're rare, yes. Um, definitely rare. But uh, when it comes to uh, the actual volume, they're not unattainable. There's, I think, like some of the Ty Cobbs, they are, I think the uh, pop report is anywhere between something like 800 and 1100 for each one of them. Uh, which, you know, again, it's hard because there are way, way, way more collectors than 800 to 1100 that want those. Uh, but especially when you take into consideration some of the junk wax era cards, they've got, uh, uh, you know, possibly in the millions of each one of them, uh, that were printed. So, uh, and just one final point on, uh, on this whole like goal setting deal here. Uh, one thing that I found interesting is, is actually obtaining the knowledge of pricing. That is incredibly important, guys. Like, to be able to do that, uh, that's going to help you tons. It's going to make you a black belt in T206 card hunting. Seriously. And I remember uh, this is kind of a bit of a uh, horror story for me <laughs> unfortunately uh but it is what it is uh, uh i remember years ago and i was buying and selling cards already at this time and i remember i drove to a baseball card shop and on my way there there's somebody that actually said hey we have a bunch of these old cards um we don't know much about them but uh you know we're looking to sell them would you mind taking a look? I said, okay, sure. I was excited and I didn't really know much about him. But all I knew was this old couple, they met me in the parking lot of someplace uh, just outside the baseball card shop, like down the road or something. And uh, these baseball cards, they were T206s. They're glued in album pages. And I remember looking at them going like, man, number one, these are old. Number two, I know absolutely nothing about what these are or even how to identify if they're real or who uh, are big players. Like I knew the names of, uh, you know, Cobb and 
you know, Cy Young and Walter Johnson, Chris Matthewson, but other than that, I just didn't really know what to look for. And so without any knowledge whatsoever, I said, okay, thanks for letting me see these. I don't know what they are. Uh, have a nice day. And they go, okay. And they take their album full of Tito six cards and they go home. That'll probably haunt me for the rest of my life because <laughs> who knows what was in there? You know, I have no clue. I just didn't know what to look for, you know? So if I, if only I had the knowledge of, uh, of what Tito six cards were something and who knows, they could have had some extremely rare backs on some of those cards. And, uh, you know, that was off putting for me also, by the way, is that they were glued in the, in the album. But listen, if I were going through those now, I would absolutely have uh, placed an offer on what they had, even though they were glued in. Um, I just think those are the coolest things ever, even if they're glued in. So, but uh, anyway, so uh, back on topic, uh, those are the seven uh, steps for goal setting with the working example of you and I creating this uh, set of T206 cards. Um, I hope this helps, uh, whether it's, you know, you try and build a T206 set or uh, anything really, like an, a nice pre-war run of team sets of your favorite team or your favorite player's autographs or uh, junk wax era run of complete sets or whatever. Um, this is applicable to anything. And like I said, even uh, real life, when it comes to paying bills, uh, paying off credit cards, uh, paying off your house, uh, trying to find and land like your dream car or whatever. I mean, there are just so many things that you can do. Uh, and even health-wise, like, you know, like being able to run a marathon or something, you know, which, you know, you can, you can do, you can use this in any way. So, uh, anyways, thank you as always, you guys for listening. Uh, hope this helps you all. And I hope y'all have a great rest of the day and happy new year.